you see all these protests going on in Europe and Australia and Canada and all over the place due to these COVID lockdowns because people in these other countries know what they're fighting for. They understand their freedom is on the line. And you know what we're doing here? We're worried about fucking pronouns. We're worried about being misgendered. We're worried about perceived racism. What we all need to do as a collective and come together and say we need to be worried and stand up for our freedom. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Uncommon Podcast of Be Pop and Duff. Duff, what's going on, buddy? Nothing much, my friend. How about yourself? Same old. Same old. So, hey, uh, as we do every episode, we want to kick this off with a special thank you and shout out to all of our first responders out there. So police, firefighters, EMTs, and all the uh, frontline workers out there, RNs, CNAs, physicians. You know, a lot of you folks are under attack right now with the VAX mandates, and we just want to know that we still appreciate everything you do, even though some people might think you're expendable. And then uh, with that, I want to extend that uh, thank you out to all the active duty military and veterans that serve this great country. Without everything you do, we cannot do what we do. So from the bottom of our hearts, we thank you so much for everything you sacrifice. Absolutely. And again, we're with you. We're with you out there. If you need support of any kind, you need to just talk, anything like that, please reach out to us. I'm all over the internet. You're all over the internet. All you got to do is Google our names and you can find our contact info, man. So make sure you reach out. If you're having a rough time, you know, we've done several episodes, Brett, you know, on personal development stuff and where I've, you know, had some guests on and I've acknowledged some things in myself, you know, about mm-hmm. having some bad thoughts at times in my life and having problems with alcohol issues and stuff like that. So before you run into those issues, please give me the opportunity to chat with you. Just give me an opportunity to just let you vent to me and let's see if that doesn't work first. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you and I have talked about this topic that we're going to discuss for quite a bit here. And I think where I'm coming with this, Dustin, is I'm getting sick and fucking tired of this narrative of it's Democrat versus Republican. It's vaccinated versus unvaccinated. You know, it's conservative versus liberal. I personally think we're well beyond that in this country. And what I mean by that is I think we've gotten to a point, and this is not just in the U.S., but we've gotten to a point in the entire world where we have the dividing line is freedom and liberty versus authoritarianism and communism and straight up fucking tyranny. Okay. Now I had this uh, article sent to me by a good friend a couple days ago, and I want to read a couple excerpts out of it. And it's really designed as a motivational thing for Thanksgiving, but I want to talk about a couple things on here. So do you mind if I just go into this real quick? Go ahead. Okay. So when the pilgrims came to Plymouth Rock in 1620, they tried what they called farming in common. They farmed the land together and shared the food equally. This might sound good in theory, but it was a complete failure. Those who worked hard resented those who didn't. There was a lot of anger over this. And after three winters of underproduction, more than half of the original pilgrims were dead, mostly from Mount nutrition. After three years of near starvation and the loss of half the colony, a new experiment was tried. The governor of the colony, William Bradford, had come to suspect that the problem was the absence of private property. In his now famous passage on property rights in Of Plymouth Plantation, Bradford wrote how he assigned to every family a parcel of land for their present use. This had very good success for it made all hands very industrious and much more corn was planted than otherwise would have been by any means. Bradford wrote that those who believed in communal property were deluding themselves into thinking that they were wiser than God. Doesn't that sound a bit like Hayek's concept of the fatal conceit? He drew up a map and gave each family a plot of land to call its own. Production increased by a factor of five the first year, as Bradford wrote. Each family attempting to better its standing in the community increased the hours worked on each plot. 
Let's never forget the very foundation of America was individual incentive and the value of private property. And this amazingly was 150 years before Adam Smith wrote in 1776 about how markets worked. Now, there's a couple other things on here that I'm going to skip over. But here's another, another excerpt from this email I got. Are you unhappy with our government? Don't let it bother you. Our system has been saved over and over again by people who worried about our nation. And worry not. You can still worship at the place of your choice, cast a ballot in secret, and criticize your government. Hundreds of millions of people live where this is not the case, where criticizing the government leads to a midnight knock on the door. I'm going to stop here for a minute. Now, before I read that last excerpt, I think you and I both can agree that the idea of the socialism-type farming that they tried— did not work because they were trying to have an equality of outcome, but the problem was you didn't have equality of effort. Right, which is typically the case. Which is typically the case. So what they did in that case was they said, okay, we're going to give responsibility to individual property owners. We're going we're to assign property to people, and they can harvest whatever they can harvest off that land. And all of a sudden, you start seeing people flourishing because now I'm responsible for my station of life, right? I am taking the ownership and responsibility of this land to produce as much as I can produce and sell what we don't use, okay? But what really irks me about this this last paragraph I read is this. Are you unhappy with our government? Don't let it bother you. Our system has been saved over and over again by people who worried about our nation. Now, to me, that's a contradictory in terms right there. Because if, if it says, are you worried about our government? Don't, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Somebody else will fix it. This is what that paragraph tells me, okay? Let me ask you something real quick, Dustin. When you and I started to talk about doing this podcast, did you talk to your wife about it? Yes. And did your wife give any sort of hesitation to you doing this? Yeah, absolutely. And why did she give you hesitation? And I can tell you my wife did too. You know, we run our own businesses, so she was obviously worried about, you know, having negative effects, you know, on my professional life. And then obviously she knows how I involved I get with things too. So there was a part of her, I believe that she was a little nervous on how deep I would dive into this. Yep. Okay. My wife said the same thing. Uh, her and I got in a, a, a pretty heated conversation one night and she said, you know, why do you think you have to be the one to speak out? And my response was, why not me? Okay. This last paragraph that I read that I keep coming back to that really kind of irritated me was it kind of gives you the presumption, if you will, that you don't need to worry about the country. You don't need to worry about your freedom. Somebody else will take care of it. Somebody else far away in another state, in another city, another county, wherever, somebody else will take care of it. And I'm here to tell you, nobody else is going to take care of it but you, okay? The time for complacency in our in our society is completely over. It's done. And it says you can still worship at the place of your choice. What we saw the last 24 months, churches being closed down, you can't worship at a place of your choice. You can't shop at a business of your choice. You have to shop at the essential businesses. Who deems these businesses essential? The great white wizard. Okay. You can cast a ballot in secret. Really? Yeah. You can cast a ballot by sitting on your fucking couch and not taking responsibility of your civic duty to vote. And you're going to vote by mail. And you're going to let the authoritarians, you're going to let the elites steal an election. Okay. And then what about this? Where criticizing your government leads to a midnight knock on the door. Like that could never happen here. That's happening, people. There's a camp right now, dude, in Washington State. We've talked about it before. Right. Don't worry. Things will work out. We are Americans, probably the most optimistic people in history. This is America where all things are possible. Your hard work and persistence got you this far. They'll allow you to survive future hard times. I agree with that in theory, that this is America and we are optimistic. We are optimistic people. But you know what we cannot be? We cannot afford 
to be complacent. We cannot afford to be complacent. Okay. Freedom has to be fought for every day. And I'm not talking violent fighting. I'm talking about speaking up, speaking your mind, not caving to cancel culture. Okay. This is what I'm talking about. This last paragraph I do like and said, it let us also be thankful for our troublemakers and agitators. People like Patrick Henry, John Stark, John Brown, Sam Adams, Tom Paine, Susan B. Anthony, and Martin Luther King. Without them, we'd be a lesser country. Progress comes not from the contented, but from the people who push for change and something better. This last paragraph really inspires me because what this says is we have to stand up. We have to be loud. We have to be proud. Okay. America is not a finished product. Okay. America is a work in progress. And for those out there that say, hey, we need to destroy it all, there's chance after the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, verdict in Chicago saying communism is the answer. Shut the fuck up with that shit. Get the hell out of this country with that mindset. Okay. Communism is not the answer. But, you know, here in the United States, I said on a prior episode, Dustin, that you see all these protests going on in Europe and Australia and Canada and all over the place due to these COVID lockdowns because people in these other countries know what they're fighting for. They understand their freedom is on the line. And you know what we're doing here? We're worried about fucking pronouns. We're worried about being misgendered. We're worried about perceived racism. What we all need to do as a collective and come together and say, we need to be worried and stand up for our freedom. So no, no, no. We are no longer a country divided by Democrat and Republican. The mainstream media might make you want to think that that's the case. We are divided by authoritarianism versus freedom and liberty. It is that simple. And what's frightening to me is to see all the people that claim to be liberals, you know, the people that back in the 60s and 70s were anti-big government, pro-choice, you know, they, they were, don't trust big brother. John F. Kennedy tried to eliminate the CIA. And what happened? Got killed. Got killed. Okay. What happened to that Democratic Party? Now, the Democratic Party has been hijacked by a bunch of authoritarianisms that, oh, my body, my choice, only if I want to murder babies, but it's not your body and it's not your choice to go take a fucking vaccine. Now, the Democratic Party is, we put all of our trust and our loyalty behind big pharma. It used to be Democrats hated big corporations. Now, we're putting all of our trust behind big pharma and, and Dr. Fauci. What happened to the Democratic Party? And I truly think, I really like to think that there are those old school Democrats, there are those old school Democrats that still have those values and they're like, they're kind of politically homeless right now. You know what I mean? They don't want to buy into all the, all the wokeness, all the communist talk, all the socialism talk, but they don't necessarily buy into the Republican side of things. And that's why I say we are dealing with a battle not of Democrat and Republican. We are dealing with a battle of freedom and liberty versus authoritarianism, communism, and all that the like. Okay. So my question and my challenge to everybody out there, when are you going to speak up? See, I don't even want to come at it from that angle. We just got done with a fiery episode, man. I'm trying to remain calm because I want to get a message out, right? What does it mean? What does it mean to be an American? And I, I think back, my grandparents lived in a nice, one of those like four bedroom, three bedroom, whatever in the back with the long hallway, square brick house. I think everybody at some point has been in one of those houses. And I think back to that time period, and I know that was a long time ago before technology and shit, but I always think about the patriotism that people had during that time, right? Back when we were younger, it was a damn near a sin to wear the American flag on your t-shirt. Right. I mean, that's how serious it was when we, at least when I was coming up, that's what I remember. Mm -hmm. But what does it mean to be an American, man? American, 
I think we've gotten so far away from what it really truly means to be an American. We are so worried about, we need to accept everybody and we need to try to remember 50 different rules by race and by gender and by culture and ethnicity. And you got rules for this group, but rules for that group. And then you got another set of rules for this group and that group and this group. And you can't say this and you got to say that. And football teams can't be, can't be named after this and that. And baseball teams have to change their names. And like, what does it mean to be an American? Right. We, we brought everybody together. I don't want to go off on the names thing. I I shouldn't have brought that up because now it's pissed me off, but just helping your neighbor. Like I remember people like helping their neighbor. Mm-hmm. Now we have people that would much rather scream at their neighbor over their fence because they're not vaccinated or something weird. They didn't wear a mask walking the dog. Like, what do you, I ask the boys all the time, what do you stand for? Another thing that came out of that time period is when my grandfather talked to me, my grandfather talked to me by principles, mm-hmm. by morals. He didn't have to give me a justified reason for anything because when he would end his statement with, that's what men do. Right. Those and are the, now that statement would be considered offensive. And we got to get back. I don't care what you want to call it, right? But it's what do you stand for? What about you matters to the world? Mm-hmm. And why? Right. Another thing I had understand what freedom really means. Another thing I tell my boys all the time, just to keep shit in perspective for them, they're wearing two hundred dollars, like one hundred fifty, two hundred dollars cleats sometimes. Right from these, they get these ones specially made and shit. And I make sure to tell them all the time, do you realize that over in countries like Africa and countries across the seas and all that, there's people walking right now with no shoes, with a pot on the top of their head, down to crocodile and piranha infested waters just to get water. Mm -hmm. Understand what your freedom means. Right. Like understand when we say freedom and we say, what does this country stand for? This country stands as one. As one. It needs to. This country stands as one. Go back to 9-11. Any of you young people, go back and make sure that you educate yourself on how things really were right after 9-11. Because that's America. Right. What we're going through right now, this isn't America. No, and and with that, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because it's in stark contrast from where we were at on September 12th to where we're at today. And you know, today you've got this younger generation, th- these quote unquote anti-fascists. They say they're anti-corporation, but yet they're the first ones to say, go get your, go get your uh, vaccination. If you don't have your vaccination, you're the devil. They're sitting at a fucking Starbucks, drinking a $6 cup of coffee, wearing Doc Martens, tweeting on their fucking iPhone, sitting on their MacBook computer, talking about how they, they hate the man, they hate corporations. They're one big fucking oxymoron, one gigantic oxymoron sitting there. Okay, because if they really were anti-fascist, anti-corporation, they wouldn't be drinking a six dollar cup of coffee from a massive biggest coffee corporation in the United States, possibly the world. Okay, they wouldn't be doing that. Okay, they wouldn't be tweeting from their twelve hundred dollar iPhone talking about how bad they have it and how rude people are in America and how shitty America is while they're getting on their social media platform that's using them for all their data to mine their data so they can sell them shit. Okay, we are at a point that we need to take a step back and realize that this divisiveness shit that we have going on. Oh, you're a Republican. You must be racist. Oh, you're a Democrat. You must be a dumb fuck. We got to stop all that and understand that we are first Americans. Second, do the do the political parties come into play? And if we are Americans first, how much longer are we going to sit back and take these small 
reductions in freedoms and small reductions in liberties until we wake up one day and say, holy shit, we don't have anything. Because I will tell you this, every time a governor, every time the president issues an emergency or a, uh, it has to do an executive order due to an, an emergency or a crisis, and they start implementing things that they could never get passed under normal legislative session, they're taking a right away. They're taking a liberty away. And they will never be voluntarily given back. It will never happen. And I also would say we need to start fixing on how we look at each other, right? Everybody wants to focus on these race issues, transgender, you know, all this stuff, right? Vaxxed, unvaxxed. I look at everybody the exact same, the same. When you're walking down, and I, even you people that are maybe very pro-vaccine, okay? When you're walking down, let's just say we're over here by the Orchard Mall here in Colorado. Okay, it's an outdoor mall. People tend to walk with no mask on outdoors, and then they walk inside and stuff. Because you're breathing fresh air. So when you're walking down there and you're looking at all these different people, are you thinking, that per, he better be vaxxed? I'm not. I or can are care you, less. Or are you, because seriously, nobody I associate with does this. This is why I want to bring this up to everybody. This is how, this is how crazy this is to me. When I walk, I just, I'm a very simple person. I've said this on this podcast. I'm not a smart person, dude. I just, I have a ton, a shit ton of common sense, like a lot. (laughs) Right. It kept me alive, you know, but I walk down and I'm observant, dude. And I think about, okay, I took a second. I walked down the orchard mall the other day and I had this thought, this is where it came from. And I stopped at the end of this row that I was walking down with all these shops on it. And I thought to myself, I said, did I classify anybody as I walked down here and I had seen a hundred plus people walking around. I had not one thought in my head about anything other than this guy had a cool pair of shoes on. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? That doesn't change how I look at these other people. And we got, we all got to get back to that on both sides of the aisle. You just said it. You can't, I'll take it a step further from political. You got to stop. If you're vaccinated, you got to stop telling people that are unvaccinated, they're killing people and people that are unvaccinated, they're starting to get pissed off and starting to say a bunch of stuff about it. You got to stop telling these people that they're retards. You don't know what their situation is, right? We have to get back to looking at each other as one, as one. That's right. Get back to look at each other as one and not look at each other as Democrat, Republican. You know, some guy wears a American flag shirt and you automatically think he's a bigot. Not knock that shit off. You know, somebody wearing a rainbow shirt, you automatically think, oh, you must be a libtard that's got your pronouns on your license plate. Stop that shit, okay? We have to start being Americans first, and we have to understand that our freedom currently is under attack, not only from the outside, but from within. And what I mean by that, from within, the new Democratic Party is not the Democrat Party of old. The Democratic Party of old was all about freedom and liberty. The new Democratic Party is all about authoritarianism and a, an usher in of communism. That's what they are about. If you, if anybody out there thinks Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and AOC and Pelosi and all them, you know why one of the reasons that I somewhat respect AOC, I completely disagree with all of her politics, but you know why I somewhat respect her? At least she tells you when she's pissing on your shoes. She tells you what she's about. She's not hiding it like these other jamokes. You know what I mean? She's not sitting here like Joe Biden saying he's for the American public, and yet he does everything opposite of the best interests of the American public. Okay? Wake up, people. I said this on a prior episode. Joe Biden has literally become everything most of you thought Donald Trump would be. And this is not a pro-Trump episode. This is an episode of we have to understand that the political parties right now mean absolutely nothing. 
and we got to wake up to these all this tyrannical bullshit. It starts with masks. Now it's getting into vaccines. It's going to get into digital pass, digital vaccine passports. Soon it's going to be, hey, you know what? We're going to move all your medical record on, on onto your digital uh, identification card. Oh, we're now going to move all your financial records on your digital on your digital identification card. All in the name of convenience. Okay, couple uh, things here, and I'll finish this episode out. I got one last point before we're done. Go for it. I just real quick, last thing from me. I've said it on several episodes. Australia, the very beginning of this, every country locked down, right? Let's just give everybody credit. Everybody locked their borders at the very onset of this. After Australia locked their borders down, this is happening in Canada too and many other countries, but after they locked their people down, what did they do? They locked them down in their homes. Mm -hmm. For over 200 days, Brett, what's happened down in Australia? Full-on authoritarianism, lockdown. You know, you don't want to call them concentration camps. They call them voluntary isolation camps. Voluntary, but yet three teenagers had to escape, and they tracked them down with dogs and police for a voluntary isolation camp. So for everybody out there, if we get lockdowns instituted again, we're already locking the borders. Again, this is the same playbook that we've talked about before, and this is not freedom. This is not freedom. They locked the borders down already, which I understand. They want to claim it on this variant. We have an episode coming out about the variant. It is what it is. We already right. know what they're trying to do. Yep. Okay. But I just want to show everybody it's the exact same playbook that's been played out in both Canada and Australia. After the lockdown, it increases. They're trying to get the digital wallet. This is what Bridges brought this up to me. They want to get the digital wallet in full circulation here in the United States. Why? Because down in Australia, they said you can't go more than one kilometer from your house. And if you do, they shut your money off because mm -hmm. your money's all tied to your wallet. That's right. Okay. So understand that's what they're trying to do here. And then when you, for people that maybe can't get it or don't want to get it because of just based on the pure, simple fact of freedom of choice, they take you to these concentration. They say they're not concentration camps, these quarantine camps. Again, there is one in Washington state right now that has already been built. Yeah. The headline was we're open for guests. Let me tell you something. This just my, let me finish my point. Then you you run us all the way out. You really need to take a look in the mirror, all of you, and really try to understand what freedom means to you. Mm -hmm. And I want you to really take a hard look and say, what would my life look like if somebody else got to dictate everything I did? So that first job when you were at Subway or McDonald's or whatever your first job was, and you had that tyrannical boss that just kept his thumb down on you all the time, and you remember how you had those feelings, because I had several of those. Mm -hmm. And you feel you remember having those feelings like you can never escape. You can't get out of here. I'm stuck here. I can't do anything, right? That's what's going to happen on a life scale if we don't start to combat this at the front at the front stages. Right. Couple things. You remember a year ago, maybe not maybe not a year ago, six, eight months ago, when the vaccines came out and everybody that said that the vaccines changed your DNA was discredited and called a conspiracy theorist and uh, anti-science. Remember that? I'm scrolling Twitter as we're talking here. Forbes Health, Forbes Magazine, pretty reputable. Here's their headline. Yes, the vaccine changes your DNA a tiny bit, but that's a good thing. Are you fucking kidding me? Told you. Okay, six months ago, if we would have put this as a headline on social media, it would have got removed immediately for mis- or disinformation. Now, all of a sudden, Forbes is coming out basically saying, yeah, changes your DNA. Two things, and I like memes a lot. This one cracks me up. Not really cracks me up, it kind of irritates me, but you get the idea. The quick where I give away all my rights, 
the quicker I'll get them all back. Said the person who never read a history book in their entire fucking life. Ding, ding. Okay. Here's the last one. And I think this is extremely valid in the world we're in. And I read this on one of our positive episodes, uh, our success episodes. And the, the real saying is success is never owned. It is rented and the rent is due every day. I'm going to change that up. Freedom is never owned. It is rented. And the rent is due every day. Ronald Reagan once said, we are one generation away from losing our freedom. And folks, we're at that precipice right now. And your HOA fee is to share this show with at least two or three more people. That you haven't shared it with before. We need, let me bring up the map real quick. We need some people in Texas. We need some people in Montana. We've even got people in Australia. So don't tell me out there listening, you don't know anybody to share it with. <laughs> no, we appreciate everything, guys. We Again, we wanted to do some shorter episodes, and we know people's uh, time is valuable, so we want to make sure that we do some of these episodes. But, you know, we're going to take a page out of Andy Frisella and the Real AF Podcast, man. This is all about value exchange. We've said it on a couple podcasts. We're not asking to get paid about this. We're not trying to make any money at this. We just are really into knowing what the truth is. And we want to make sure that we give the truth to as many people as we possibly can. And this was the best way for us to do that. So if you could just help us out, please, and just share our information, share the show, share our Twitter page, you know, share anything that we're associated with and help us try to grow this thing. Because at some point, seeing what's going on with Twitter and some of these other social media sites at this point, this is going to be the only medium that you're going to get unfettered opinion and quite frankly, a lot of true information. Right. And so the faster we can grow this audience, the better it's going to be for everybody else if this shit goes south. So please help us out. Uncommon podcast at outlook.com. I'm on getter now at Duff DB. Our Twitter handle is at uncommon PC, right? Uncommon yep. PC. And then of course we're both on Instagram. So come find us. Come find us. And with that, stay dangerous, everybody. See you.